okay, before we move to per before we move to person B, just so make sure we tracking. Once I give Bank of America my uh my thousand dollars, you saying they got rules they gotta follow according to you know the the government standards, right? Mm-hmm. Fractional reserve banking Fact- rules. Fractional reserve banking rules, which means they gotta hold ten percent. So does that mean that Bank of America can loan out more than they actually have because they only have to keep a fraction of the the money they have? That's exactly what I'm saying. (laughs) What up, what up? This is the Literacy Kings podcast. My name is Corey Paul, rapper, creative, and entrepreneur. And I'm Jamarcus Traham, a.k.a. Jay with the NBA, investor and teacher. Hey, man, we grew up in a neighborhood with like a 40% dropout rate and didn't read a book until we was grown men. But once we did, it changed our lives. So now we breaking down books to build up culture. We are the Literacy Kings. Now, reading is fundamental. What up, what up? This is the Literacy Kings podcast, man. Welcome back. Thank y'all for joining us. We're still in the money circulation series. Uh, Today, we're going to be on part two. In part one, we talked about the evolution of money. And today, we're going to be talking about the daily circulation of money. Um, We make money. We spend money. We go to the bank and get money. Um, But what's really happening? Where is it coming from? Um, How is it getting to us? What happens to it once it leaves us? Uh, The better we understand that, the better we can understand how to build our assets um, in order uh, to keep that current flowing so um without further ado we're gonna go ahead and jump into it jay how you feeling baby oh what's up man i'm feeling good um just want to put some practical um some you know a common sense uh logic to show people you know what's going on with the currency and why i call it currency and not money per se and why Mm. i think that uh robert's definition of currency is great like to relate it just to a current to make it keep going. And uh, mm-hmm. as you can see, um, when we get through the lesson today, um, you'll see, yeah, it's meant to keep flowing. It's just gonna go from person to bank to business to back to persons and on and on and on, right? You'll see the definition of it, the currency today. Right, dope. I love it, man. So let's take it from the top. Last time you talked, we talked about the evolution of money, how we went from the barter system um, to um, trade records, to coins, to paper notes, um, now to the digital age uh, of money. And so today you're going to be walking us through, um, you know, what happens when person A get it, goes to the bank, to person B, to person C, to another bank and uh, how all that busts down and, and how it affects us exactly because that's the whole purpose it's not for head knowledge it's to understand how is that affecting me and what can i do you know to be a part of it right all right so look you start off with person a man person a work at walmart right person a got a they two weeks check man uh it might be a young person they they check might be a thousand dollars you know what i'm gonna say the whole thing right so person a decides to deposit a thousand dollars into bank number one i'm gonna just let's just call it bank of america right all right well america runs on a system a banking system called fractional reserve banking and fractional reserve banking is when you make loans you only can make loans you only have to make a loan based on a fraction of what you have deposited 
right? So mm-hmm. the current fractional reserve ratio in America is 10%, which means that if you look at what's deposited into these accounts by these uh, customers, the bank is only required to keep 10% of that in reserve. It can loan out the rest, right? So if person A, you know, the Walmart worker comes in and deposits $1,000 into Bank of America, right? Well, Bank of America, according to fractional reserve banking, is only required to keep $100, 10%, right? Then from Bank of America, will then, if they're smart, loan out the other $900. Right, because okay. they're gonna get interest off that nine hundred dollars. So they keep a hundred, loan out the other nine hundred dollars to person B. Right, and okay, okay. Before we move to per, before we move to person B, just so make sure we track him. Once I give Bank of America my uh my thousand dollars, you saying they got rules they gotta follow according to you know the the government standards, right? Mm-hmm. Fractional reserve banking Fact, rules. Fractional reserve banking rules, which means they gotta hold ten percent. So, does that mean that Bank of America can loan out more than they actually have because they only have to keep a fraction of the the money they have? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> so, with they loaning me, they don't even have really. They just have a fraction of that. Let me let me put it to you like this. This is how the bank creates assets. This is how they turn your money into an asset for them. Mm-hmm. All right. So they literally keep 10 percent. Right. And then they give out the other 90 because person B is going to get it to get it sent to their account and person B might withdraw it. Person B might take it out and spend it somewhere else, woo, 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 right? So it doesn't, that that 90% may or may not physically still be at the bank. The person might, person B might leave it in their account or withdraw it and spend it off, but it does not matter because according to fractional reserve banking, all they need in Bank of America books is to keep the 10%, which is the $100 in their reserve. Mm. Right, and then they have the ledger uh, showing that they loaned out the other ninety, and what percentage is supposed to be back, and, you know, and they make projections off of that ninety percent at this interest rate. How much is that supposed to generate for them? You see what I'm saying? Got you tracking. Okay, let's keep it. Let's get it to person B. That's that right there is, you know, that right there within itself is is powerful to know. You know what I'm saying? So let, let's let's get to person B. I'm tracking. All right, cool. Person B come in. Hey, Bank of America, let me get let your boy get a loan, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So based on person A's money, uh, they say, all right, cool. And based on person B's credit, they say, all right, cool. We got 900 for you at X percent interest rate, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the interest is the actual money they are going to make, right? Interest is a charge for borrowing money. So interest is what they're actually going to make, right? So um, they're not going to make 900. 900 is the principal that they loaned out, mm-hmm. right? So the Bank of America profiting off the interest off that 900, right? So 
when person B gets the nine hundred, what they what you think they gonna do? Spend the whole nine hundred at various different businesses, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, now those businesses also have business accounts. So let's just say for the, for the sake of simplicity, all these various businesses that person B bust down that nine hundred with, mm-hmm. let's say they all bank at Chase. Okay. Well, that means that that $900 is going to be deposited into Chase, redeposited. Mm-hmm. Right? So, according to fractional reserve banking, when Chase gets that $900 from person B, they only require to keep 10% of that. Which means they mm-hmm. only require to keep $90. Right. Right. Then they can turn around if they're smart. They're going to loan out the other $810 to person C. Right. 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 So what you have is person C will get the money. Person C will spend it at various businesses as well. Mm -hmm. Right. He'll spend the $810. And various different businesses and let's say for the sake of the example all of those businesses that person C break bread with got a business account at Wells Fargo mm-hmm. well now Wells Fargo is getting $110 and by 10% fractional reserve banking rule they only required to keep $81 out that 810 10% right right and they can loan out the other $729 to person D and on right. and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what you have here is you have the initial thousand dollars that was actually earned, right? That the person probably worked for in their Walmart paycheck. You tell mm-hmm. you have that initial thousand dollars being ballooned into five thousand one hundred forty-nine dollars. You say, right, Jay, right. How, how did you get five thousand? $149. That's through if you add up the deposits when you redeposit in the banks and if you add up the uh, loans that they being sent out. Now that's without interest. So it's really more than $5,149. That, right, that's just right. that's just f- flat principle. Like I ain't even I ain't even put in no interest because I don't know the interest rate. But we know it's gonna be more than $5,149. That this initial $1,000 produced, bro. Right, 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 right. Because it kept going through and going through and going through. They only kept $279 in reserve off that $1,000. Man. So when the bank said, so when you put your money in the bank, I don't say common knowledge because I didn't know it um, at, at first. But you know, you put your money in the bank and they like, oh yeah, you know, it's protected. You know, if I need, if you need your money, you know, you come and get it. But if they only keeping a fraction of the money, then they don't have all of the money that you know. So you owe some somebody all your money. And like, ah, I ain't got it on me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't I ain't got it on me. So technically they don't got it on them. Um if if they really was called on it, you know, if they was if they was like like they'll call somebody loan, if they were called, you know, everybody went to get their money out, the actual banks wouldn't have um the money that you put in. They would just have a fraction of that money. Yeah, that's what you uh that's the that's the worst fear of a bank. It's called a bank run. 
Right? <laughs> when uh, when everybody say, hey, where you mine at? Right. You know right, what I'm saying? That's right, the worst right, thing right. in the world. That They fear that. They, like, right. I'm telling you, they're going to do whatever it takes for that not to happen because the right. government knows that this whole system runs on thin air. So, right, right, right. That's the worst thing. They're they going to, oh boy. You, you want to hear talking about bank run? You want to hear some, some people scared? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Financial people scared. Yeah. The word is called bank run. You know they, yeah. <laughs> they scared because they know the whole thing gonna collapse. Right, and right, right, it's right. It's not right, pegged right. to anything, right? It's not pegged to gold no more. It's all it's all paper. And when that paper is not trustworthy anymore, remember we said in money circulations part one, it has to be trustworthy. Right? Right. So when the system collapses and people realize it's not trustworthy, now what you'll get is the FD. I see. They'll insure you. Mm-hmm. You'll get your money back. But all they're gonna mm-hmm. do is send them another digital uh, wire to cover your nerves. <laughs> they just print some more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 yeah. right. That's yeah. that's exactly what's gonna happen, bro. Um, the Fed gonna send them some more money. <laughs> to so, bank runs. Go ahead. So so we talk a lot about inflation. Um, on the podcast, and we talked about it um, in part one. Um, it's safe to say that this is one of the, the top contributing factors to inflation, right? Oh, all, no. all this, the money it, this is the main uh, this is, yeah, <laughs> contributing factor. Because you got to think, the only solid money in this whole equation was the initial $1,000 that was earned wages. Right, right, you see what right, right, right. That was the only solid, like, actually earned income. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The rest mm-hmm. is passive uh, for, for the bank through loans. So um, you got. So imagine um, you have X amount of products, right, and X amount of services. Well, if that thousand dollars in the system became over five thousand dollars in the system, well, it's chasing the same amount of goods and services being produced. So if you 5Xing on the money supply, but you're not 5Xing on the product and the service supply, mm-hmm, then mm-hmm, what you mm-hmm. get is you get a whole bunch of dollars chasing a small supply. You get a lot of right. demand and a limited supply, which raises the price every time. That's simple economics. Right. One thing, so... so if if you confused at all at this point um then then you you right on you right on time you right on you on point because i was uh super confused the first time i started to understand this here's here's the the thing that helped me with with understanding circulation because like yeah okay they're passing the money around but you know i don't get it you have to remember to go back to person a that worked at walmart you know what i'm saying when he put his thousand dollars in the bank Right. We said the bank keeps has to keep 10 percent and then they loaned out the other nine hundred. Right. So out of his thousand dollars, the bank only kept uh, 10 percent of that. They only kept one hundred dollars. Right. But when he come back for his thousand dollars, he can withdraw withdraw his thousand dollars. That's the the part that that you get. That, that you, it's not like they taking his actual thousand, keeping 10 and then loaning out 900 and 
he never coming back no he gonna come back to get a thousand dollars and and he can get that but that bank is only actually holding a hundred dollars of that thousand dollars so that's why yeah also when Jay get to the five thousand, that's how it got to be five thousand because they took that that thousand and flipped it and flipped it and flipped it, you know, and then it turned into that. But yeah, go ahead, Jay. What happens is also, um, I ain't mean to cut you off, but no, no, you good. When they started receiving payments back, so they'll start replenishing. You see what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. They'll, right, start, right, re- right. they'll start replenishing, and then if person B satisfies the loan and pays it all back, then they they do have person A's money back physically mm-hmm. in principle mm-hmm. and some more money because person B paid interest so mm-hmm. um, that increases their reserves and then they can make bigger loans mm-hmm. you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying mm-hmm. like this is a smaller um, this is a small example but there are a lot of person A's in the system at one time right you know what right, I'm saying right, which right. don't produce uh, exponential amount of person B's and exponential amount of person C's and D's. So, um, because, like I said, the repayment of it just just, just speeds up the process. It, it makes even more money come in circulation. Um, right, right, right. Yeah, because they can afford to they can afford to give more loans now because they've been repaid. So, right, right. Um, what you get is uh, a system that is okay. Until something economically happens that makes everybody want to re- reclaim. Right, right, you know right. What I'm <laughs> and so understanding this is so important because as we understanding money, one example we used on a podcast before is like, you know, if they if they build a roads a certain way and you, to get from point A to, to point B, you know, th- these are the roads you take. Um then that's the road you take, right? You're not going to be like, nah, I ain't going that way. I'm going to go another way. Well, good luck getting there, right? <laughs> so you feel me? So that's that's how it is with money. It, it's just about understanding, okay, how did they build these roads, right? Since that's the, these are the roads we're driving on. So, so this is going to bring us to um, saving, right? Because when you look at when we talk about we talk about money being a currency and keep it flowing you know if you're listening to this podcast right now then you just like us you're trying to figure out hey man how, how do i increase my assets how do i increase my income how do i lower my debt you know and so when you understand like okay the bank they understand currency right so when you get up a thousand (laughs) you feel me they gonna keep that current flowing you know what i mean they gonna keep that current flowing and they gonna keep moving it and moving it and moving it and gaining off off of it so um they're not into savings right they're trying to keep the the current uh going they want you to save so they can utilize that money um so jay said something he said before that he believes that savings is obsolete um explain that to us jay um the reason why okay so i say savings is obsolete because saving is trying to stop the wave right right because money is circulation because this system is built on just continually passing this is the hot potato system baby right right you know what i'm saying what you know what happens when you get caught with the potato potato? (laughs) he get burnt yeah you get burnt you see (laughs) what i'm saying so this is the uh this is the hot potato system of, of money yeah. So saving that money is trying to park the current, trying to stop the mm-hmm. wave. You you mm-hmm. the one that got caught with the hot potato. 
So yeah, 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 yeah. So when you save it, um, you're not going to get rewarded in a system that's meant to keep the money flowing, which is why um, savings they don't pay next to nothing. They pay less than mm-hmm. pennies because. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing: <clears throat> they don't need you no more. They got a new girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like saving <laughs> in this mm-hmm. money circulation system. Hey, savings is the old girlfriend. You know what I'm yeah, saying? You, yeah, you, you, the, you the starter wife. You know what I'm saying? We got dumb. As soon as I found somebody cuter than you and, and, and uh, a more of a trophy wife than you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Savings, you the first wife. You got dumped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. don't need you no more. Because, yeah. especially how interest rates go, which is, we'll talk about that in another uh, money circulation, um, and how the Federal Reserve can literally just send the money digitally. and uh, Right. You know what I'm saying? They can get loans from the Federal Reserve. They really don't need you no more. This is not the 80s. Well, you know, savings and loans era. Right. And uh, also, the fractional reserve ratio used to be higher. So they used to require more. So when they was paying more for savings, it's because the the fractional reserve ratio was higher. Like, you had to have more money in the bank in order for them to make loans. So when the fractional reserve bank ratio came down... Oh, man, I dumped you. I found somebody hotter than you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't yeah, need you yeah, no more, yeah, man. yeah. You was a starter yeah. wife. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I didn't upgrade it. <laughs> yeah. So, so now, so that brings us to a good question about okay, how do how do we keep you know how do we keep our money circulating? You know how do we keep our money circulating? And I wanna I wanna start off with with saying just this little tidbit. Um, just like everything else um in in our country and in the world it's my belief and i believe that jay would agree to agree with me it's my belief that that you have people that want to win and for people to win other people don't win so much right like that's kind of our system you know the 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 trickle down effect we're gonna be at the top we want to win and then you know the the winnings are trickle down but the problem is they never do right so if if you just like if you're not raising your financial iq as robert would say or really seeking the financial knowledge and literacy you can be the hardest worker the best worker you know um and then still feel like would you say jay i got more i got more month than money you know what I'm for saying? Real, like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and then and, and the reason I say it is because then you start feeling like something wrong with you. You know what I mean? You may feel less than you feel like you ain't hustling. You can't provide for your family. Your kids need this. And it's not you. You know what I mean? It's that the system that uh, we're in and the way that money's created, you gotta you have to understand the game. So that's my introduction. I say that to say this. Uh when we talk about money circulation and investing it can sound scary but if you look at something as simple as like investing in the stock market right so in the stock market you can you have we're not gonna get into that whole thing right now but you have you can you can invest in different general areas of the stock market right so you can take what's called like um the s&p you know which is you know the top uh 500 right jay 500 companies yeah mm-hmm. S&P, yeah, S&P. The S&P 500. <laughs> S&P 500. Yeah. yeah, right. I'm tripping. It's early, man. I need my second cup of coffee, bro. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so at the S&P, you can, you can invest. For, exa- for example, it's not financial advice, but you can invest in the S&P, right? 
and you can track back uh since the the beginning of the s p and overall on an average uh since the early uh, 1900s, the S&P <clears throat> gives a return of between 7 and 10%. Now, how you do that calculation is going to fluctuate and vary. So that's not the point. The point is, over time, it consistently gives a return. So when we talk about money circulation and investing, we're not necessarily saying take your take take your check and, you know, bet it all on black, baby. You know what I'm saying? It There are... Um, quote unquote safer ways to invest or, or more riskier ways so if you look at something like the S&P you know which is you know that's how we that's how that's why America is America because of the, the money the company the the money that the companies gen- generate so if you invested in the S&P and the stock market completely crash and never come back your money wasn't finna be worth nothing in the savings account <laughs> anyway baby you know what I'm saying? Like that was gonna be toilet paper. You feel me? So, so you gotta worry about that. You know what I mean? So that you know that is a that is a way to you guys you can what they call um you can invest in index funds, right? Index index funds, different index funds track the S and P or different blue chip um stocks. And this is as simple as going to your Robinhood account and and, and and clicking the button and investing in it. You know what I'm saying? So I just really want to take time with that man because i know when i first got into investing that it's scary bro you know what i mean like you think like well what if i lose it all so that's why you hold on to your money um so yeah man that was that was you know what I mean? another free uh free piece of game from J yeah. NBA. um smaller banks you you, you you ever wonder why people be uh so big on credit unions and all that right yeah credit unions is, credit unions the move bro yeah, um, well, depends on how you think. Uh, you know, everybody robbing, they just a smaller robber than the. <laughs> well, there we go. I'm saying, I, I'm saying, I'd rather get hit with the 22 than the pump. You know what I'm oh, saying? Okay. That's, that's, okay, all. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's um, what I'm the, saying. <laughs> I know I'm going to get hit. The big banks are, uh, um, they're, they're varsity crooks. You know what I'm saying? Right, like credit right, unions or JVs, right. crooks. You know what I'm saying? So, right, right, um, right. Here's why. What people don't realize. Oh, man, a credit union give me a loan faster than that. Yep. Two reasons. Number one, credit unions are non-profits. Number two, uh, a credit union is normally smaller than a big bank, which means the fractional reserve ratio is probably different. See, the average in America is 10%. But if you got under... I think it's under 120 million in assets. Then your reserve ratio is only three percent. Mm, so see, that's I gonna see, be a I lot see. easier to get a loan if I only gotta keep three percent. Three percent. I'm basically just <laughs> just loaning it all like yeah, 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 <laughs> just leave, yeah. don't, just don't leave don't a little see, bit to keep the lights on. Credit, People think, oh man, the credit union love me. Man, the credit union is a business just like everything else, bro. Like y'all, right, right. people be falling in love with companies, man. I, I'm heartless <laughs> on all of them. I whack them all. You know what I'm saying? Like don't I don't say, have nothing to do. She don't like you know, I'm say. not loyal to any of them. I know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. how can you create jobs if you're not making no revenue? Let's yeah, be straight up. Be mature yeah, about up. it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's real. But that's yeah, real. if there's a, but the point is, if they're smaller, 
if they have a certain if they're under a certain uh, asset in a threshold, uh, I think it's 120 million. If I'm, not, I'm not mistaken, but if they have under that in assets, then their fractional reserve ratio is three percent, brother. Mm. So that's why you possibly. That's why, because because I've got I've I've personally like I've got like business loans and stuff like that. The credit union, um, the, a lot of times they had the lowest interest, the lower interest rates. Um, especially if you got a relationship with them, I think that's why you can fall in love with them. Especially because it be person, you know, try to get a personal effect and feel, you know, and it's like anything else, like you said, just understand the goal at the end of the day. But yeah, sometimes they can they can offer you a. A little more um, air to breathe up front um, than if you just go to, you know, the, the the big banks, so to speak. Why do you think that um, these different companies are competing f- for your money? Transfer your balance over here. Do this, do mm-hmm. that. Do this, do that. Right? You bag zoom out. You too far in the forest to see the trees. Zoom out a little bit, and you'll yeah. realize, like, um. Yeah, so if I move my account to them, that's more money circulating to them, which means they can process, uh, process more loans and make some more money coming back in. Even right, if they right, love right, me, right, right. you know, right, they right, don't, right, you know, right. you know, it ain't right. that they love you. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're a loyal customer. You're a loyal customer, man. We, we so appreciate what you do is no. I mean, you can play one against the other. I definitely do it. Um, but you know, watch the interest rates and, um, just my main thing is don't try to stop a wave. Like, cause you're going against nature. This fractional reserve system, bro, this is a freak of nature. Like, um, like creating money out of thin air and all that. The whole United States runs on that. So if it didn't, then we couldn't afford to be a consumer based economy, bro. Right, so right, 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 right. Because we we run like this because all we do is buy products and services. Right. You know right, what I'm saying? We right, don't manufacture. Right. So this system makes sense in America because mm-hmm. we consumer based. So it makes sense. Okay, let's find a way to blow up all this money out of thin air so people can keep buying and spending and spending their money. Yeah. This 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 good. circulation system fits our type of economy this wouldn't work in china where they actually producing stuff this wouldn't work in all these other countries where they're actually doing stuff they do um but they do it at a different scale it ain't in america it's wide open baby you know what i'm saying (laughs) we spending money our weekend bml blowing money yeah you know what i'm saying yeah yeah we ain't worried yeah, about it. We yeah. writing it off. They take a loss, you know, after a few years. You'll get off your credit report and you can do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can do it again. That's funny. That's what's up, man. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, bro, that was that was a beautiful example. Um so the re- the reason to, to to talk about this is everything Jay just said. I ain't gonna read you know, um, you know, re say exactly what he just said, man. It's just trying to trying to poke holes in in that that screen. Um, they get put over our face when when we younger about what money is and how it works. We try to poke as many holes to get as much light through to understand like, oh, okay, that's what they doing. How can I move? Yeah. Uh, so if Jay, you, you got anything else? Yeah. Let me give you a pra- practical example. If you want to make this work for you, have first of all mess with the bank that you putting the money in. Like mm-hmm. it, it just makes more sense. Um. Deposit some money first. You have a better chance of getting a loan out of that because they can literally loan you back ninety percent of the money that you deposited. 
Right. So it makes sense that it'll be easier for you to get it from the actual bank that you messing with instead mm-hmm. of going to somewhere else that you don't have an, an established relationship with. Hey, that's good. That that's building a relationship with with your bank or your banker is uh it's a big deal. Um, I, I my bad to hijack you, bro. I just wanted to jump on what you said. Um, because when you get when you start to do more business and more opportunities come. Great example is like with the pay the um paycheck protection loan. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's a loan that came out for small businesses uh during COVID to to help them you know you know uh get through. Well, when that when the government there was a government um funded loan. Well, when that happened, uh the banks are the ones that have to you know do the transactions. Correct. So like for example, Chase. Um, and Bank of America, they were like, "Yeah, we accepting applications if you are already a business. Uh, you have a business account and you bank with us. If you don't already bank with us, if you ain't down, if you ain't been down, don't try to jump down right now. We ain't gonna process your loan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so then you have to go. You feel me? You have to go find and figure out. You know what's going on. So if you have a relationship already, when different um, opportunities come through, or when uh, you have something specifically sp- specific you're trying to do, like anything else in life, you can work with someone consistent um, to to help you build it. So that, that was just a really great point you made. That I, I didn't understand when I was younger about the need to have a, a relationship with my bank. I just needed the bread, baby. You know <laughs> just give me my money, man. Well, you're only gonna get the bread one time if you don't have a, if you don't have a, an account set up at the bread factory. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Get up off the slice, the, the crumbs, and get a bread truck. Yeah, get a bread truck. Get up off that yeah. crumb stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what? Also, um interest rates become a factor because you can use this to your advantage if you want to build up your assets. So um, if you got decent credit and you deposit some money into an, a bank, try to get a loan from them at a decent low, 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 low interest rate and mm. then use that money to buy assets. And if you do your due diligence right, your assets will produce a return greater than the interest that you're going to be paying on the loan. So if that you do way it you right, pull, you, can you can take can, the whole sum off. Yeah, you can pull you can pull money out of thin air. Literally, you Dope. can literally make money. Yeah, like, for, yeah, let me yeah. give you a quick example. So, person A, when they put that thousand dollars in the bank account, right, and Bank of mm-hmm. America can loan them uh, nine hundred dollars, right? Let's say Bank of America loan them. Um, uh, give them. They got decent credit. Give them a. 10% loan, right? Which is mm-hmm. ain't really that good, but for a personal loan, 10% is pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So at $900, 10% loan, so so interest is $90, right? So as long as what you do with that $90, whatever asset you drop it on, as long as it's producing more than $90 in interest, right? You what, be, we, what you do with that $900? long as it's producing more than $90 in interest rate. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. As long as you have that, you can produce, as long as you, whatever you're using it on, and it producing at a faster rate than 10%, you are good. You just created money out of thin air because that's not your money because you can always go back to the bank and pull out the $1,000. <laughs> Man, and CJ, that's the thing that's, that's the thing, bro, with, look, 
This is not financial advice. We're chopping it up about our life, what we do, and what we read. Um, see, and that's the thing. You have all this. You have, you have, you have all these different opinions about debt, and I think that a big part of it is because, speaking for myself and my people, how we came up, you, your understanding of debt, your understanding of credit is so wrong, bro. You know what I'm saying? Your first introduction to credit, credit and debt is usually um, cars, getting, getting, getting car loans, um, rent a center. You know what I'm saying? Rent oh, furniture. Man. You know Errands. what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, you know, rent furniture. Errands. You feel me? Getting um, credit cards to pay for, you know, um, um, furniture and and stuff in your house, and you know, to bail you out of a situation. I I didn't I didn't see credit or debt being utilized to buy assets at all. Like that, you you utilize credit and debt to uh, fill the gap between the stuff you wanted or you needed. Um, in order, yeah, you fill the gap between the stuff you wanted or or you needed with with debt with credit. So of course, it's a terrible, it's a negative connotation, right? Even when you go to um college, right? When you have to go to college and you pay, you get all of these student loans. You know what I'm saying? Now ultimately you will be making money back that's a rabbit hole i'm not gonna get down but you'll be making money back <laughs> will you be making the money back uh in a, at a rate that will beat the interest rate yeah. you know what i'm saying that's compounding over time along with everything else that's another conversation I, you know but the point i'm making is what you saying bro that's not usually our introduction into credit and debt like okay you have this 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 thing that you've did your research and your due diligence behind and looked at the market and tested it out with some of your savings or whatever. Okay. Bet. Now you see that this could be profitable. You know, you put a hundred dollars and made 10, you put a thousand, you can make a hundred. So you take credit or debt out for that possible asset building, um, 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 thing. Correct. Nah, bro. That's not how we, you feel me? Like that. So of course we have a negative connotation. I'm not saying go get debt. I'm not saying nothing like that. What I am saying is if you look at it in that perspective, then bro, that's a whole nother world because don't nobody discourage well, most people don't discourage people from getting college getting loans to go to college because they like, well, once you graduate, you get a job and make money. So they don't have a problem with it in that sense. And so I just think for us and for you know our people as we building as entrepreneurs and you know, um, you know, um building more into ownership, it's just understanding uh, out of knowledge and not fear on why you should or shouldn't make a certain money move. Yeah, I uh, I wrap up what you just said in like one little quick sentence. Um, of course, of course, and then we'll be good. Like we'll be, you know, um, it's the difference between good debt and bad debt. Student loans is from a consumer standpoint, from the average person standpoint. Student loans is the closest that the average person gonna get to good debt. Mm-hmm. Right, because they say, "Oh, um, oh, I'm going to invest in my future. I'm going to take mm-hmm. out this loan. I know it's not good, but my future earning potential will pay that back and some." Mm-hmm. That's the closest that we're gonna that the average person thinks when it comes to creating good debt. Right, good debt is simply you're going into debt to purchase an asset. And the asset should pay you back more than the cost of the debt. 
Right. That's that's right. good. Um, as a as an average person, the only good debt we think about is a potential student loan. All the other debt is bad debt, electronics, right. clothes, all of that stuff. That's not going to produce anything back. So right. we yeah, if you grow up with the average mind frame and you don't develop your financial intelligence, you're not you're you're going to be more geared towards bad debt than good right. debt because you you haven't thought that. Man, let me go into debt to purchase assets, and those assets will pay that debt back plus interest, and I'll have more. I'll have more left afterwards. I didn't even that that was that was Spanish. That was Mandarin to me, bro. Coming up, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't even know that that existed. You know, good debt, bad debt, assets. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't even know that was a thing. So yeah, that's that's spot on spot on spot on dope man um anything else bro i think that that's pretty much it huh yeah man uh just develop your financial intelligence uh learn more about assets so you can keep your money circulating and not parking it in savings you'll get more bang for your buck that's all dope i love it Man, this has been uh, part two of the Money Circulation Series. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about how uh, interest rates work. Or next episode, should I say. We're going to be talking about how interest rates uh, work. So that's that one is a, is amazing. So make sure y'all check it out. Uh, if you haven't, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, give us five stars. Um, and hit us up on Instagram uh, at the Literacy Kings. Um, and we really appreciate y'all for checking in any questions y'all got any recommend make recommendations y'all got make sure to hit us up we all trying to learn and grow together um so that we can continuously uh build up this culture um without um without us doing that then uh we just keep repeating the same process man so until until the next time man uh we love y'all and uh we are the literacy kings love love nah reading is fundamental. fundamental.